Welcome to Blondie and the Brit, Writing, Publishing, and Beyond. You can find our show notes and more information about our podcast at blondieandbrit.com. That's B-L-O-N-D-I-E-A-N-D-B-R-I-T dot com. I am Blondie, KJ Waters. And I'm Suzanne Kalman. I'm the Brit. And together we're Blondie and the Brit. Yay! Woohoo! I am the author of Stealing Time. And I'm the author of the Rejected Writers Book Club. Welcome to Blondie and the Brit. Today we welcome Linda Brode. She's a New York Times and USA Today bestselling author who writes Western historical romance. She's published over 30 books and anthologies. Her latest book, To Catch a Texas Star, just released on July 3rd. Linda lives in the Texas Panhandle on land where the American Indian and Comancheros once roamed. She's a regular contributor at petticoatsandpistols.com and casablancaauthors.blogspot.com. She's a multi-award winning author, including a Maggie Award, two Judge a Book by Its Cover Awards, a National Reader's Choice Award for Best Historical, and two Finalist Awards, six Texas Gold Awards. Her self-published book, her very first one, Gun, Smoke, and Lace, just released on June 15th. What a, a ridiculous <laughs> month you've had, Linda. Welcome it's, to the show. It's been crazy, and thank you for having me. Uh, this is just so exciting. I, I've never had a book release like this one. I, and it's uh, it's just so busy, and and every day I've got new news. Yes. <laughs> news, more news. Uh, Tell me your news, because you told me just before we started the program where these books um, are ranking already. To Catch a Texas Star is in the top 100 Kindle books right now. Uh, Whoa, and it went down... <laughs> It dropped to number 30 uh, at one point and may have went went lower, but I had to go to sleep. So. <laughs> so, and that was just uh, a couple days you, ago. You know when your book is going getting closer to number one and it's like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, and that and, was just three days ago, too. Yeah. I mean, this isn't like it's had yeah. time to build yeah. anything. It's immediately uh, great. And then uh, my gun smoke and lace. Uh, has been in the top 100 ever since it came out. So uh, this is just unreal. It's just unreal. <laughs> now, how does that compare to other books that you've put out? Normally, uh don't see any kind of jump like this. Uh, it may go, it drop in the in the ranking, um, but. I I don't see it dropping this far, and I've never had yeah. this, and and I'm just I'm pitching myself. <laughs> Is yeah. this a dream? Yes, it's amazing. I don't know. Do you think it's the two books together uh, that are kind of boosting each other? I do, I do. Um, I firmly believe that it is the two books together. They push each other, and that's the only only thing that that is different. That's great. Well, and you also put out all these other books. You're building momentum. Uh-huh. Now sure. you've got more readers that are eager to read yes. your next book. Now, yes. what, how long ago did you publish your last in the series, To Catch a Texas Star? What's the book before that? To Catch a Texas Star is the third book in my Texas Hero series, and it is the book that I always wanted to write. Uh, the first two in the series came out 2002 and 2003, and uh, then when I signed with um, Source Books Publishing, 
they wanted to reissue those and let me finish the series out. And I've always wanted to write this book, and I'm so oh. happy that I got to. <laughs> now, you were telling me beforehand, there's a little, there's a story there about is, the character in this book that is near and dear to There um, is a story. Um, the first book of the series is called Night on the Texas Plains, and it's spelled K-N-I-G-H-T. In that story, uh, it's about a cowboy who buries his wife and child, and he's heartbroken. He rides off. He doesn't care where he goes. Every night he prays to die, that not, not to wake up the next morning. And he stops in at this uh, saloon at, in a border town, and he sits in on a poker game, and when... Um, his opponent runs out of out of money. He reaches down. There's a baby on the floor, and he puts the baby in the middle of the table, and he says, whoever wins the pot gets the baby. And <laughs> oh um, I took this story. Well, it came from my childhood. Um, when I was growing up, we lived in a very poor part of town. Uh, we were uh, not in the best of shape. Uh in fact, when I was born, we lived in a tent. We were homeless. So oh, wow. <laughs> um, wow. we were next door to us was uh, a little girl who was a little bit older than me, but um, we played together. And she told me one day that she had she was one in a poker game. And, oh, and she just cried and she said, I don't know what I did wrong. I don't know why my parents didn't love me, and she said, one day I'm going to go find them, and I'm going to ask them. Oh, wow. And um, I I was about 10 years old at the time, 10 or 11, somewhere like that. I told her, one day I'm going to write a book, and I'm going to I'm going to give you a happy ending. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to give you a happy that. life. And, and so you um, fixed it for her. I, I did, love that. I did. And so one. in the baby in um, Not on the Texas Plains uh, grows up. And so to catch a Texas star, she she's a grown woman. And, and she learns the secret that she was one in a poker game and it shatters her. It just completely shatters her. Everything she thought she knew about herself was a lie. Uh, Even the one she called parents, uh, her mom and dad, they weren't really. And so she had a hard time accepting and, and trying to figure out who she is. And, um, so in the story, uh, her real father comes and it's not, good <laughs> so, oh, so yeah. but I'm not gonna give yeah yeah don't tell us uh, any of that away but that is yeah. cool so it's really neat how you started with this this kernel of an idea from a friend you've turned uh, it into the whole series essentially mm-hmm. it's covered all of it and you gave her what she really wanted uh, was a good what, happy ending yes she wanted with some turmoil in the middle um, because it's it's a different because the people story. she was with uh he was uh, he was just a drunk drunk every single day of his life and hollering and and cussing and just just racing to hell and and she didn't it, she had a horrible life horrible Aww. and um so i had to had to make it right yeah that's <laughs> wow we're glad you did that that's yes. good uh, yeah <laughs> now um, i'm really curious because 
I'm an indie author. Suzanne started off indie and then has gone with a publisher. Okay. And so she's kind okay. of a hybrid too. But okay. this is your first okay. foray into this. Tell us first. how you came up with the idea for torturing um, yourself like this to, to do it all at once. But also, well, <laughs> also I, with the, you know, you have a short story collection. It's in the same genre, but it's all uh-huh. on your own. You did everything yourself. And I, I want to hear about how I, you came up with the idea. I have written these short stories um, over the years. One of them uh, is an award winner. It won third place in Women Writing the West and also in uh, Wyoming Writers Incorporated. So I had these stories. I just, I wrote them. They just came to me and, and then they were just sitting there. And I thought, I want these, I want readers to, to be able to enjoy them. And this, these aren't doing readers any good where they are. So <laughs> it just made sense to, yeah. to put them out. So and that's so, what I did. So you collected them, you got an editor, you did all the things that your publisher usually does for you, the cover. Yes. Tell us oh. some of the issues that you've run into. <laughs> oh, I had so much problem, uh, with the print cover of, uh, Gunsmoke and Lace. Uh, Getting it in the right specifications, we tried over and over and over. It was like every day we'd try again and it'd get rejected again, and we didn't know what we were doing wrong. And <laughs> so uh, finally, Ingram Spark, somebody at their company, sent me an email and told, told me exactly what the problems were so we could fix. I think they <laughs> felt so sorry for for me. <laughs> but it did delay your release date, It right? did. Yeah. It, it delayed my release date about three weeks. Wow. So uh, this was not planned to come out <laughs> come out so close together. With but the it other. sounds like they're kind of helping each other. So maybe that was, yeah. a, you know, a really happy it accident. It was God. Yes. <laughs> Placing it into the right maybe, position. Yeah, yeah everything knows? happens for a reason. Yeah, That's now, what I always say. Do you um, think you'll do more? Self-published? I, uh, (laughs) maybe after a while. (laughs) I don't know. I've got to get my nerves settled down first. Yeah, well, I I shouldn't ask you the week you've released your second of two books. I don't Um, don't even want to publish a book the week after I've released, KJ. I know. But, uh. That's a good point. I I do I'll ask you that in a year. I do have some stories um, already written that uh, only need some tweaking and editing, um, and there are things that my publisher doesn't want, so they're short, uh, are shorter than my regular um, books with them, and um, so I think at some point, I think I I I might uh, try another. Keep collecting them, uh, yeah, until you... Have enough, and have you ever thought of using one of those stories as like a a lead magnet into your newsletter or something? You give them something free for signing up? No, I haven't. I haven't thought about that, but that's an idea. Yeah, I mean, if you've got one ready and you can always put it in a collection later, especially if it's published, and that will give you, you know, a reason. All the people that are like in between books, you know, you have maybe Uh six months or whatever. Uh How how frequently do you publish books? my books usually come out uh, four to six weeks, I mean months, <laughs> four to six wow. months apart. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the next That's one, however, amazing. doesn't come out until January. So there's there's yeah. going to be a little space. Yeah, so maybe October, say, and, you know, yeah. sign up for yeah. my newsletter. The people that are already there, you give yeah. them, you know, that special yeah. award. And then and think about maybe. And something free. 
<laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. So just throwing it out there. Uh, I just put together something for a, uh, a reader magnet for my newsletter. Oh, yeah. Blondie in oh, the Water. Yeah. It's like little yeah. short stories of my travels and stuff. Oh, yeah. So I'll be putting that out oh, soon. Good. good. Yeah. Good. Just, you know, okay. something I'll new. Okay, i see how you do it. Yeah, okay. well, the problem with me is that my uh, books take yeah. forever to write. It's like oh. a year, year and a half. Oh, okay. Because okay. I have... <laughs> All these other things going uh, on, but uh, if I got my uh, books out quicker, it'd be easier. Yeah, you, know, you had to give them uh, something in between. All right, so you've you've been with this publisher for a while. You have over you have four series, nine anthologies, and a standalone story. Is that true? Did I get uh -huh. that right? Okay. Uh -huh. How do you decide mm -hmm. what to write next? You have all these different things going on, then you have new ideas. How do you organize that? Uh, <laughs> I I focus on. The series books uh, that I'm contracted for, and then the others kind of sit at the side until I have time uh, to give sense. them some attention. But yeah, I have to focus on the contracted books first, right. and that's what I do. Well, that I guess you kind of uh, have to. That's good business practice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what are you? Yeah. What's next? Is there another book in this series? No, this. Uh, to Catch a Texas Star uh, has finished this series. It's concluded, and I'm starting a brand new series coming uh, January. It's called Outlaw Mail Order Brides. Oh, and, uh, I've seen it's, some of your, I don't know what, it, maybe just in your yeah, newsletter or something. I've seen some Maybe, something. yeah. Um, and it's um, bleed over from my Men of Legend series. Uh, the characters... A lot of the characters from there are coming over to this, and so it's people that readers are already familiar with, but they want more of their stories. They're, um, they were especially uh, upset with me <laughs> uh, when I didn't rescue those uh, some women that were living in a canyon, and um, so <laughs> I was saving them for this new series. Oh, and, I love and that. So they are going to get their redemption. They're going to get husbands. Uh, so they're going to be male order brides and <laughs> and come out of the shadows and and have a have a good life. Oh, so. look at you rescuing more women. I love it. Oh, yes, <laughs> you have a good Texas heart. Don't you? <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, well, that's interesting. Uh, so you you mo uh, focus mostly on what you're contracted for, and then you know these other things. So uh, the side projects are uh, like uh, the the short story mm -hmm. collection, and what uh -huh. other side ones? The the anthology type things. Is that the anthologies? Yeah. Uh, I have a Christmas uh, novella. Uh, in a Christmas book with source books next year in October. Mm -hmm. uh, I've already written that. Uh, I wanted to get that out of the way before I finished. I mean, started my next full length, and so I wouldn't have to stop. And because yeah. it's it's due in October. Yeah, you gotta get full that It's not due, yeah. but it was kind of kind of cool writing a Christmas story yeah. in June. <laughs> Suzanne did that. In June, yeah. Yeah, it was really interesting. It was, yeah. Writing about <laughs> snow and when it's 100 degrees outside. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's right. Well, um, tell us how you got started. I know you've you've had great success. You've done a lot of different things. What got you started? How do you get into writing books? And, and who really helped you I, along the way? I've always been a writer. I was born with stories in my head. Um 
that my earliest memory is of, of someone reading to me, and I was just awestruck by the power of the words, even mm. as a baby uh, wow. or toddler, I guess I was, uh, five, probably about five. Um, I, it was, they, the words just held so much power, and I, and I always wanted to be a writer, and I've always written things, uh, school projects, um, uh, school papers, uh, <laughs> short stories, uh, poems, I've, I've always been a writer, um, and, um, but I didn't, start I didn't think I had the knowledge to write a novel uh, until I was about um, probably about 35 um, because I have so little schooling uh, I'm only a high school graduate I've never gone to college never had any courses uh, I've taught myself how to write, I yeah, guess. Yeah, we um, did a good job. And so, <laughs> and so um, I had, uh, I was married and I had three small children. And um, well, I read a book one day and I hated the ending of it. I just hated it. And <laughs> I I got out my pen and paper and I rewrote it. And oh, that's <laughs> to suit, suit myself. <laughs> And so I said, well, okay. if I can do this, I can write, I can write my own book. And so uh, that's what I did. Uh, I, it took me a long time, uh, probably about five years of, to write that first, first book. Uh, but it was learning. It was figuring out what works, what doesn't work. Uh, and it was it was my learning book. Yeah. <laughs> and it was about pirates. <laughs> oh, so that's good. so. Uh, but it was fun. It was so much fun. And um, so when I finished that, I just went to another, and and I got faster. Um, and then I started sending out, and I got so many rejections. Oh. Uh, it was very disheartening. And there were times when I. I really just thought about quitting, uh, that maybe this wasn't for me. Maybe I, I was too dumb. Uh, uh, then one day I heard um, that uh, Dorchester Publishing had a contest called The New Historical Voice, and they oh. were looking for entries. And um, so I I bundled up um, the amount of pages, I think it was like the first 30 pages, something like that, and sent it to them. Uh, it was the story night on the Texas Plains. Oh, and um, It wasn't there, but about three weeks, and I get this phone call, and she says, can you send us the complete manuscript of this story? And I said, sure. <laughs> and so I sent it to him. I still didn't have very much hope. Uh, I thought, well, maybe it would place in the contest. Uh, that was my biggest, you know, hope. Yeah. But And then about a month later, I get this call from Kate Siever, uh, the editor at Dorchester Publishing. And she said, we are taking you out of the contest, and we want to buy your book now. Oh my gosh! And so that, that's how I that's how I started publishing, yeah. and then 
it was just one after another, and everything fell into place. Good deal. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. That is. Uh, what a good story. Um, <laughs> we want to know what your writing process is, something that we ask a lot of authors because everyone okay. is so different. How do you oh. set up your writing world? How do you um, manage that? When I first think of a story, it's um, just a little kernel of an idea, and usually... I see these characters, and and I see them, uh, they become clearer and clearer. It's like they're walking toward me, and they they just materialize mm-hmm. and uh, when that gets close enough. And, and then um, I always know the ending when I start a book. Um, I know where I'm going. But I don't know how I'm going to get there. Oh, that's cool. I am a seat of the pants writer. I don't, I don't outline. I don't write synopses. I don't, I don't do any of yeah. that stuff that that's we're okay. supposed to well, do. Well, no, I don't think there is a supposed to. That may, means you're a pantser, and there's a lot of amazing writers that are pantsers. So uh, I say so doing it right because it's working that's for you. How yeah. I, um, I keep lists of. And each character, what they look like, uh, their characteristics, uh, things like that. But as far as the story, I'm as surprised as anybody oh, that's <laughs> when cool. things come from the blue and, and I didn't see them coming. And yeah, oh, that's cool. <laughs> oh, it's exciting. <laughs> so um, She's a true pantser, Suzanne. <laughs> yeah, good to hear it, too. <laughs> I'm a bit of a both panther and I also do a little plotting, oh, but I become so yeah. I totally get the, the joy of pantsing is you just oh, don't yeah. know what what the what they're going to do, which is really I know. fun. And and you can get so much further ahead because while peop other people are outlining and all that, I'm writing, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> and so I have my book half written by the time by the time they get through with it at first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so, I'm um, interesting. Tell us about the kind of historical research you have to do for your books because it, the pantsing is great, but then obviously you have to base it in fact. So, oh, how do yes. you do that? I do uh, a lot of research. I I put things. I I tend to put really hard things into my stories, and then have to figure out. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> like these women who were living in in this canyon they were hiding out in this canyon and they all have a tattoo on their cheek put there because they were um, in an asylum and uh, back in the days when families could they could just take someone they wanted to get rid of to an asylum and say here uh, they're crazy and there was no no medical people even looked at them or anything but so anyway they they tattooed their cheek in case they ran, they could find them. And so now that they're out, I had to figure out how to take that tattoo off. And um, it was the really funnest research. Um, The Egyptians back in the, oh, I don't know uh, what the B.C. was, (laughs) Uh, but way back there in the Egyptian age, they... um, they tattooed their slaves, and then when they weren't slaves anymore, they worked off their debt, then they removed their tattoos. So they had a process, and uh, 
So I, it was really fun finding out what these, uh, this doctor in the, on the frontier would need to, yeah. to do the same thing. And, and so my editor was very complimentary <laughs> when, <laughs> when I, she read that and, <laughs> And she, at first, she thought it was uh, something I'd made up, but that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, true. Uh, and then there, there are just a lot of um, things like that that uh, I can't think of another instance offhand. But uh, I do write myself in a corner sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> that's the that's problem with pain. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so tell me, so do you research, do you write, do you sort of write in the morning and then research in the afternoon or is it like an ongoing process altogether? How do you do that? It's kind of all ongoing altogether. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I have to stop and, and go look something up or, or um, get some kind of information. Um, so it's, it's kind of back and forth. Wow. A lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Fun. You're writing in a different time period, and you're writing about you know uh-huh. things that aren't uh-huh. actually around anymore. A lot of them are Native American no. things, so you really have no. to get it right because people out there uh-huh. reading it know something. Um, oh, I know another thing uh, coming up in the book in January. Uh, he's an outlaw, and he needed to kind of. Uh, disguise himself, and so he dyes his hair blonde. <laughs> and, oh, oh, wow. And so they did have peroxide. Uh, there were plants um, the Native Americans used for dyes. Um, so I had fun, fun finding that out, and he ended up with blonde hair. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh. So now you've won the Texas Gold Award three times. Oh, Tell yeah. us what that is and how, what, oh, how you ended up winning that. <laughs> it was so amazing. I I just sent, I enter these contests all the time and uh, usually with uh, little hope <laughs> uh, because so many people do enter and so your chances are very slim. And so I, as I finished each of those books, um, and it was night on the Texas Plains, the cowboy who came calling, and uh, redemption. Those were the three that won the Texas Gold. And so when I finished them and they came out, uh, I just submitted. And uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, maybe maybe they felt sorry for me. No. I don't know. Let's just give her an award so she'll keep riding. <laughs> No, it, there's, they're all over the internet. Uh, well, with me, it's very, very easy because uh, mine are romances, and I belong to Romance Writers of America. So every month they send, uh, they put out the list of the contests that are going on, and so if you want to 
enter. You just you just pay your money and send it. And um, but um, still, uh, even without being romance or connected to that industry, uh, there are tons of contests. Uh, writers Writers Digest always has a list. Uh, I don't know about in Britain uh, where where you would find. Well, she's but, in Seattle. So. Oh, you're in Seattle. Oh, she's a citizen now. Oh, she got I'm sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, okay. congratulations. All right, no, no. all right. Uh, yeah, uh, Writers Digest always has a contest in it uh, for any type of genre or any type of fiction. So yeah, I've entered some. the The problem with contests, you have to find them from a reputable source because there's a uh, lot of scams out there that are, there are just take the entry fees and you know uh, you get uh-huh. bragging rights or whatever, which is you know not really worth your time or money. But yeah. there are some lists that are out there, and, mm-hmm. and I guess RWA is a really good place to go. Yeah, romance and then. Uh-huh. Um, that, that's just and the those, issue that I've had. I, yeah. I looked at a lot, and every okay. time I go out there and okay. look, I, I like get overwhelmed because I'm like, are these scams? Oh. Are these real? So well, I've gotten a list together recently. I had somebody help also me with Writers Digest. They would they would research those. Yeah, I, that's I a would good think place ahead of time before because they know so many writers buy their magazine. Yeah, and, that's a good place to start. And yeah. I there's think also, those would be reputable. There's a list, and I can't think of it right now, but it actually has gone through a lot of the contests and will tell you, not reputable. Yes. Be careful. Yes. Read the yes. fine print carefully because uh, you might yeah. win, but they might not actually give you the, you know. There's, yes. There's yes. a, I can't uh, remember where I found that, but I came across it uh-huh. somewhere that it's like a warning Probably, list uh, for. Uh, editors and predators or some. Yeah, some, maybe something like that. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, my goal this year was to enter in more contests. I've entered into some, but like. Oh, good. You oh, never good. win, so oh, it's just. Good. Like, <laughs> should I keep trying? Oh. And you need to tell me yes so that I keep doing it. Oh. You, need to, you need to add to the, to the feel sorry for you contest. That yeah, time. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need to tell you words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, um, in To Catch a Texas Star, it's about Marley Rose McLean. She's the oldest daughter of Duel McLean, and she's going into town early one morning. It's real cold. She sees something laying by the side of the road, and she, a man, and she stops, and uh, he's injured very very badly and she puts him in her wagon and takes her takes him home and uh he's unconscious for two days and just really uh he's been drugged behind a horse uh he's got all kinds of injuries and so he he wakes up on the on the third day and doesn't know where he's at or his name is Ron Penny and he um he comes from an outlaw family. His dad was an outlaw. When uh, his mother died, the dad looked at him and he said, I'm changing your name. Uh, he said, from now on, you're going to be called Ron Penny. The, real, the dad's name is Culpepper. Um, and so he said, do you know why I'm changing your name? And, he, and Ron says, no. And he says, because... You're not worth one penny. And he said, I'm giving you to this old woman, and she's going to 
you're just going to live with her. And so he stayed there until she, the old woman died, and he was 12. And so he took off and uh, just was walking, and he came up to a, a convent, and and this uh, nun started taking care of him. So anyway, that's his backstory, and he's, he's just a drifter. He's looking for some place uh, to belong and where uh, he won't be um, ostracized or anything. And so he finds it at, on the McLean Ranch, and it's called the Aces and Eights because that was the hand that Duel won Marley Rose with. Um, uh, that, so he named the, the ranch Aces and Eights. And so, so they fall in love. He... he um, they have missions, to, things to accomplish. Uh, doesn't know quite sure, you know, what love is, much less uh, how he feels about her. But he knows he he just really, really thinks she's she's all right, and she's a writer. I've never written a character before who was an author, and that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. She wrote children's stories. Uh, for all of these orphans that her parents took in. Uh, and uh, she would tell them stories at night. Uh, she, the, she would read them what she had written, and and so she was a writer, and I, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it sounds wonderful. Yeah. And the other, the, short, the other one is just different short stories in the same time period. Um, basically in the same time period. Um, read some of the titles of yours. Okay, the first story is the Telegraph Tree, and and I got this idea. Uh, I attended uh, a lecture at West Texas A&M, and the the speaker was talking about these overwhelming numbers of women uh, who committed suicide living on the American frontier in the early days when it was just so raw and so empty, uh, and the loneliness just really got to them, and so when I left that lecture, all the way home, I, w- I had this idea. I just wouldn't leave. And um, I saw this woman tying uh, notes to a little tree. Uh, she would write notes and uh, talking to God or or anybody. Uh, <laughs> and she, in one of them, she asked, is there anybody else out there? Am I the only person? I've, I've seen nobody uh, in months and months. And so anyway, this story is about her, and she's got a little baby. Uh, her husband had died. Uh, he had an accident. And um, so it, it became the telegraph tree. Um, one day she looked out, and there were notes on there that were she didn't put on there. And oh, cool. <laughs> And then um, the second story is uh, Moon Dog Night. It's about a a bounty hunter uh, in the dead of winter. He's uh, sitting by his campfire, and these these two little kids ride into his camp. And the little boy, he's about nine years old. Uh, his sister's about uh, four. They're looking for their mama. Uh, she's been taken, and they're gonna get her back. And the little boy is wearing a 
his dad's holster and, and his gun, and the outlaw had killed the dad and took the mom. So um, they were they were going after after him, and they were going to get their mama back. Oh. And so he he helps them. <laughs> oh wow! I don't know how you make that into a short story. I have so many ideas of where that can go. Why did you make that short? <laughs> Uh, wow. The longest story is called The Gunslinger, um, and uh, it's it's about uh, a love that was uh, well. They used they used to be in love, and then um, they they fell out. Anyway, they ended, didn't end up together. But then all of a sudden, she's alone. He's alone. He stumbles up to her house uh, carrying his saddle. His horse has died, uh, and and she uh, she takes him in, and then they talk about all all their problems and figure out that they did did still live love each other, and um, and the past didn't really matter. That it's the future that counted, and Aww. so <laughs> yeah. Uh, so many ideas. I love the <laughs> richness of your stories too. It's very character based. Oh, it does you. remind me. Yeah. Suzanne's writing is extremely yes. character based, and yours are okay. very similar in uh-huh. that way. Where it's mm-hmm. really about the characters, and the, the Wild West is kind of the backdrop yeah. for that. But yeah. it's much more of a, mm-hmm. a personal story. And the fourth story in this is called uh, Hard Luck, and it's about two cowboys decided to rob a bank, and and so the. <laughs> Uh, everything goes wrong, and and they finally figured out that they are not bank robbers. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's a funny one. It's so it's cute. the uh, the humorous one of the oh, of the four. So <laughs> uh, I love it. That's uh, great. Suzanne, do we have time for the lightning round? Um, it's up to you. Do you want to do it? Yeah, let's do it. I think it should be fun to lightning round. Yes, yeah, she's good. Oh. <laughs> Oh, God. Are you ready? <laughs> oh, I guess so. Lightning round. It's just quick okay. questions, quick okay. answers. Okay. You know, just whatever right. comes to mind. Mm-hmm. There's no right or wrong. Okay. What is your favorite writing spot? My desk in my office. You know, are you a pantser or a plotter? I'm a pantster. A big time pantser. <laughs> if you could be transported back in time, where would you go? I would go to uh, 18... 18- 79. Wow. Very um, specific. Very specific. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what day? <laughs> it was a very interesting time period. Uh, the um, the Indian threat had been, uh, the, the Indians were on the reservations. Uh, it was basically just... Uh, the struggles of daily life, and and then the bad guys, the outlaws, uh, that tried to ruin someone's day. So <laughs> ah, that's kind of the time you write about. So that's where yeah. your mind is a lot. So you know it a lot is. about it. It is. You could at least yeah. dye your hair back then. I and know. I could color. dye. I could. I do. <laughs> Take yeah, your tattoos red, off. You know, red is very that. easy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All the skills you've mastered. Uh, um, who or what uh, inspires you? I'm inspired every day by uh, living in the Texas Panhandle, and it's it's on land where the Comancheros and the and the Comanche once roamed. Uh, I hear their voices in the wind, and oh. it's it's just so clear, so inspiring. Uh, I just I love it where I'm at, and <laughs> that's a great answer because that's kind of what you write about is this place and, and uh-huh. that time period. So uh-huh. it's been a lot. 
Um, which book do you um, wish you had written? Oh, I wish I had written To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. Oh, I wonder. That would oh. be impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I love that book. Oh, it is oh. a great book. Great yes. story. Great story. Yes. <laughs> what is your favorite writing um, author moment so far? To be writing um, something and find out it was real. I wow. that has happened many times that I thought was fiction. I I made it up, but and it turns out. <laughs> and that then it yeah, it was a real fact. Something. So it's like those uh, voices speaking to you, yeah. telling you stories, and you're writing them. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Cool. That's cool. Okay, last question. Uh, what is one thing you wish you had been told about being a writer? Um, how hard, how hard it is, how, how many hours of the day it takes, uh, and that there's never enough time to do the marketing part with, I, I wish I didn't have to do marketing and, uh, I would just spend all my time writing my stories, but, yeah. uh, so <laughs> the marketing part is really hard, and uh, uh, I wish they had told me a little bit ahead of time so I'd be prepared. <laughs> well, and when you started, it didn't look uh, anything like oh, it no. does now. No, so they, no, uh, absolutely wouldn't it help if they not. Told you what no, <laughs> we didn't even have computers when I started writing. Is that right? Yeah. No, so everything was longhand, and um, marketing was paying someone to advertise. Yes, you know, so now yes. at least you have a little more control. But the it does only, take a lot of only time. marketing back then was uh, doing live book signings. Yeah, that was it. it. Uh, that was it in a nutshell, and you just traveled and all over and wore yourself out. And, <laughs> So now you do it on the computer and then also do that, right? Uh, but it's much easier than um, than all that travel. Um, yeah, you can reach a much broader audience. When you travel, you get whoever's in the other yeah, town as opposed yeah. to internet. You get whoever's, you know, you can uh -huh, reach that. Uh -huh. Well, thank you, Linda. It's been an absolute pleasure getting oh, to know you a little bit more and hearing all about your you. characters and your writing. It's oh. been amazing. I loved it. I loved it. I, I was scared coming, but uh, <laughs> you made it very easy. And it was just like we're sitting down talking over coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, I appreciate you coming out and talking uh, to us today. And uh, thank you for joining us on Blondie and the Brit. We will have another amazing author next month. Thank you. You can find our show notes and more information about our podcast at BlondieAndBrit.com. That's B L O N D I E. A-N-D-B-R-I-T dot com.